I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. And happy Friday, everybody. Hope you all have something fun up your sleeves to get into the weekend. Um, you all get ready for today because it's about to get technical. We have CEO of the tech platform influential Ryan Dietert here, and he breaks down just all the nitty gritty about a lot of people who want to know like how do brands find their creators how do you find the analytics what are kpis and he just breaks all that down and we get into all of that today so if you like social media if you like technology if you're into platforms if you're trying to figure out how does my brand get in front of the right eyes for influencers and content creators and all that in between this episode for you so you definitely want to bring out a notepad for this one because ryan breaks it all down so let's get into today's episode and Ryan, welcome to the show. How are you? Very good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. So we always kick off the show with the question, um, what the term a young influential means to you? And there's no wrong answer. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still young enough. I'm almost <laughs> 40. Uh, and I, I started a company called Influential, so I think it aligns well with me. Someone that wants to marry connectivity and creativity. That's a young influential. And that's where we are. Networking plus uh, great ideas and execution. So that's what I think about when I think of, uh, young influentials. Come on with that Amer- all American, like perfect score answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like, take us back to like childhood, Ryan, were you like a big person into like media? Did you consume a lot of it or like kind of where did your love of it stem from? Well, the first version was watching TV in, in the nineties and whether it was uh, the, uh, TGIF or whether it was all the yes. movies I said record on my, for some reason on VHS that still live my mom's uh, you know house. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a child of the born in the '80s, child of the '90s. And all my references are still from those movies and those TV shows. So of course, and then yeah, in the the last you know 15, 20 years uh, when with, with you know, the the rise of 1.0 AOL and eventually to YouTube, then to Twitter, 
uh, I was always pretty first on to those platforms just because I thought it was an interesting way to connect with people. And like speaking to AOL, like people today have no idea the struggle when you want to surf the web, but then like your parents were trying to have a phone call. And you know, those were the struggles where you're like trying to like Mom, Mom, get off the phone. AM, get off the phone. <laughs> I remember. It's too well. For those that are younger, it's there's a, a fax machine noise that we had to get on to to to, to register. And then you maybe get like an hour or two before someone boots you off. So that was that was the struggle. Yeah, and I would always die at the commercials. I would be like, oh, don't forget to get parents' permission to go online. I'm like, bro, I'm not asking my parents to go online. Like, I'm about to go in here and vote for my favorite MTV music video like the like adult I am. Old school, man. That's, that's the day. <laughs> and like moving into like school and stuff, like did you study like media marketing or like – I did, did I, did you not, more? I did not foresee this as the future for me. Um, I was a psychology major, which psychology can apply to all things media and you know, creativity uh, and a little bit of philosophy. But no, the, and the first uh, opportunities outside of school were not in anything related to media. It was actually um, in my late 20s uh, when I actually had moved to Los Angeles. I was from uh, South Florida originally, um, where my brother... Um, had a PR shop. If you guys remember the old brand Von Dutch, that's the hey, yes. uh, <laughs> Dazzle Jeans. Uh, so he was the innovator behind uh, actually swag for celebrities. So like, you know, we had Britney Spears and everyone, you know, Ashton Kutcher, they're all wearing it. So he was basically doing guerrilla marketing as like the first marketing person that was doing that in, in the space. Um, and when he had a PR shop, he essentially took that and created a PR shop. I was working with him and we were finding ways to, get celebrities into the showroom and get brands to want to give dollars to um, or just give product um, and dollars to us to be able to uh, get them on. And this is back from, you know, people magazine and all the uh, you know, print stuff was still relevant and digital you know, at the time. Um, and then I, I saw the writing on the wall that everything was moving at the time. So it's Twitter to Twitter and to eventually Instagram other places. And I went all in. I, uh, I built up 30 million followers on Twitter and Instagram in 2010 ish. Uh, and I, I, I don't have any talent. I don't sing or dance. I, <laughs> I uh, built what I call a niche account. So, for example, and I sold most of these off, but uh, to help fund the company, but at travel, at automotive, at fashion and style, even at USA, and realized very quickly uh, without media, technology, measurement, you couldn't open up the coffers of brands, no matter how many millions of followers you had. And uh, that was that started the journey to build out influential was a way to monetize uh, my audience. And like, did you feel like at the time, like building the audience, it was a struggle kind of cultivating them, like uh, engaging with that, like kind of like, how did you like really build that up and, and make them feel like, I don't know, that they're part of a community at the time? Yeah, this is early Twitter days. It was really just repurposing, you know, for example, travel it was like different travel content and tagging the photographer and all these amazing shots that are, I've, I've never gone to these places, but like everyone wanted to have aspirational, uh, you know, travel content. And in those scenarios, that one got all the way up to 7 million in followers. And that one was just because like, everyone wanted to have that kind of escape and that visual, whether virtual images and eventually became video. Um, so it was that. And then really the way you, I'll give you guys the secret sauce. How do you, how do you become an influencer? Uh, in the social sphere, uh, it's two things. It's content, consistency of content, but content and then distribution. So in that time, at the time with travel, I found other accounts that had more followers than me that were in the travel sphere, had an audience that was similar to that. And either I would trade them retweets back in the day, retweets back in the day were a big thing, 
Um, we call them spots. Um, we retrade, retrade spots and shout outs, or you would actually pay for it. I'd pay 50 bucks to get someone to put me as a promoted tweet top of their, their feed. And it would drive me a few hundred, a few hundred followers, a few thousand followers at a time. Just did that over, you know, over many years. And once I had started to amass a large following, I traded with people that were smaller than me and just kept kind of building, feeding the beast. So ultimately, whether you're currently in Instagram or TikTok or anywhere else, you've got to find those that are similar to you that you want to essentially borrow and take their audiences. Um, and you got to create content consistently so that when they go to your feed, you always have something to, for them to engage with. Yeah, because I feel like the key back, like back then, like talking like late 2000s, like 10s, like the big key was like kind of linking up with similar content creators. Like I'm thinking of like my favorite YouTubers, like if they were a smaller one, they would make sure that they would collab with whatever. Like I remember seeing like small ones be like, oh, I'm flying out to L.A. and I'm doing a video with X, Y and Z, send us questions. And they would really be active on Twitter and stuff to get the question. So you're creating that engagement there. And then when they're shooting the video, promoting it and hanging out all the time, that's that way versus now it's kind of everybody's just looking for that viral moment yeah. where it's instead of focusing on like the content of it and making sure that you're actually cultivating somebody in your audience that has similar interests. We're a lo- we're longtime friends with the vlog squad. And if you guys know everyone from Zane and Heath and Dobrik and all those guys, yeah, that was them. They, they were all in LA. They're all living a fun life and they decided to partner up and do YouTube stuff together. And you know, everyone had different levels of audience and they all shared it and it became a great content. And, and like I said, it became a community. I mean, that's really what you're, what you're offering. You're offering a glimpse either aspirationally um, or joyfully into someone's life and saying, be a part of my community. And let's build a large community together. That's why people are willing to, you know, follow people and spend a lot of time, you know, where, whether they go to TikTok or YouTube or anywhere else, uh, they'll travel with the creator as opposed to the platform. Yeah, no, that, that's really true. And a little bit fast forwarding, um, did you kind of have like a first role into the influencer marketing? Like before we get into like what you're doing now, but did you have like a jump off thing that you did to kind of get a taste of what influencer marketing was or what was like your first step into this realm? Yeah. So when I created those different accounts and uh, built them up, um, I think our first sizable campaign, this is before technology, before influential as the company I own. Uh, currently exists. I did a Marriott campaign, I believe, or, or, or it was some, it was some uh, travel campaign or something. It, like, it was like for like 5,000, some sort of small number, $5,000. It wasn't a big campaign. And I asked them, I go, well, what is it that would open up your coffers? What would make you drive more dollars in the hands of myself or people I work with? And they gave me a checklist. And I started saying, well, if you could do brand safety, all right, I can, I can look back at, at my feeds and see if people are being scandalous or not. <laughs> um, and which is a thing. Uh, and I uh, check, can you provide back me- metrics? Well, at the time they didn't have very good metrics on the platforms, but I had the backend metrics of seeing what was happening. Um, can you show that it led to conversions? I can drive clicks to your website. And if you give me a pixel or you give me uh, your, some sort of way to determine how many emails I signed up, I can do that. So just basically just took all that information and trial by fire. I mean, I, 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 if I give any advice to anyone, obviously jump into a just incorporation if you can, but even just seeing things you like on social and just testing it out with your own feeds or things you build out, that's the best. I'm, I, I lived in the lab for four years and from 2010 to 2014 before Influential officially started, I was just in the lab testing out audiences to see what performed well. Yeah. And that's like the key thing that I've been hearing a lot from a lot of like social media managers, CMOs and different other brands saying that a lot of people think that they have a formula to their TikTok or whatever strategy, but they're like, no, we're all just like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And if 
our audience is reacting well to it. We just like keep going, but we don't know what we're doing. I think that's so cool because a lot of people think like, oh, I got to have this together. I have to have this or have that. And it's like, no, you got to just like test and trial it out. Yeah. The, you, you don't want to just simply uh, get to be deer in headlights and afraid to test things. out. I mean, that's, that's half the fun. And uh, once you find something that works, double down on it. And then in the meantime, kind of sprinkle some other stuff in there and see if it works as well. Exactly. And now fast forward, we're here. Lil, give us like the rundown on like what influential is and like what your role is and all that jazz. So I am the CEO and founder of Influential. We're the largest influencer marketing company by revenue in the space, largely Fortune 500 brands, about 40% of the Fortune 50, 50% plus of the Fortune 500. Uh, so really, really the blue chips is where we focus the most on. And it's really blue chips uh, that want to drive branded content. Uh, towards their audiences. So if I want to find a micro, a macro, or mega-sized talent that hits my audience, my contextual relevancy, my psychographics of who my audience and consumer is, I can use and leverage the voices of these people that um, are on any platform that can create images, video, GIFs, you name it, you know, stories, lives. Uh, and then what makes us truly special and why we've been able to really you know, leapfrog everybody else in the space um, is that we're also able to measure the efficacy. So media and measurement on top of that creation of content from creators, uh, you know, we've measured 2.5 billion plus in sales, both online and offline. You can measure, you know, soda purchases at the register at different grocery stores. You can measure TV tune in for the, you know, sporting events or for, um, you know, major uh, channels. Uh, you can measure online sales. You can measure footfall into QSR restaurants. All of that's not possible. We've helped you know, uh, innovate a lot of that with a number of third-party partners. So at the end of the day, if I am a CMO or someone you know, in that camp, I know that as I'm in my funnel, beyond just TV and digital and all everything else, just social as a whole, that I'm seeing an exact ROI or ROAS from the spend I'm making, and then I can't turn it off. Why would I turn off my most valuable or top three valuable channels? Fortunately, we're in a we're living in a, in a world where people are spending more and more time on social platforms with their favorite creators. It is driving more attention and more conversions. And I feel like nowadays, a lot of creators are like, "Oh, like I'm getting volume or I'm getting views and stuff," but I'm now ready to take it to the next level to start working with brands or really uh, finding a brand or finding someone that can kind of help me scale my idea of starting a business. So, like, if a creator's listening right now, it's like, okay, like. This is sounds like a type of platform that I want to be on that I can get in the face of whatever. Like, what is the process of kind of like? Sure. Yeah, we, we are um, an opt-in network. We have over 3 million plus creators that have opted in and, and basically get notified when a brand wants to work with them based off of their different data points. Um, and when a deal comes to them, it's a creative brief that says, congratulations, XYZ brand wants to work with you. Here's your stock price based on your follow account, your engagement, a number of the metrics based on what the clients need. And then you can say yes or no. Uh, so I think worst case scenario, you can always just see what's out there. Um, our, that our app, it's an influential app. Um, you can go to our website. And then obviously there's a bunch of other companies that exist out there as well. And I just sign up for all of them. We're, I'm, not, I'm not greedy. You should sign up for <laughs> you can make money. And really the whole point of being a creator uh, and why influencer marketing and the creator economy is so valuable, it's funding your passion. And if you, do, if you can find a way to either augment your income or literally offset entirely and do the things you want to do every day. That's freedom. And then like from a brand standpoint for the brands that are on your guys's platform, like, is there a way, I know a lot of different ones have it where you can like search by like say age, like if you're 
um, looking for a campaign to aim at like um, college student age girls? Like, is there a way that they can kind of search and funnel and filter different specifics of finding influencers like that? Yeah, so I think there's three kind of pillars for any Boolean search, which is a fancy way of saying a, like a highly, highly variable search. One is the influencer themselves. So like how many followers do they have? Where are they located? Link in bio type information that might exist. Um, languages they speak, you know, things like that. Um, then there, and we have some other stuff. We have partnered with IBM Watson to figure out like what's their psychographics, how, what's their personality, but it's for us specifically. Um, there's audience bases. So people that follow that creator, are they, like you said, of a certain age, are they in certain locations, um, you know, what's, what's, their, what's their breakout, what's their, what's their affinities, all the stuff that you think that would be a good fit for your campaign. And then contextually where we get really special um, is identifying have they ever said something about a brand before, a certain vertical before, have they posted imagery or logos, all that's measurable and trackable in our technology. Um, yeah, and if I want to find someone that's a great fit for a shoe campaign, if they're wearing Nikes and I see the swoosh, that's a good fit. I can actually say congratulations. There's a deal from XYZ Brand. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Oh, that's so cool. Because I feel like a lot of times, like, whenever I I think of always the Charlie D'Amelio Dunkin' Donuts one, where, like, for so long, like, she would talk about it. And it was, like, in a natural way where it's like, oh, this is my drink of stuff. And then that, like, deal came about. And I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm always, like, talking about it, talking about, say, um, cough, this coffee brand or this footwear brand or this um, clothing brand, but like, how do I actually get their attention or how do I do it in a way that's like organic where they see it, where it's like not constantly being promoted. And that's cool that you guys have software to kind of like pinpoint and like help find that. Yeah. So for brands, we give them that, uh, those, the data points and that services. If I, if again, if a creator is listening in, I don't know what you believe or how you uh, kind of go about your life, but manifestation is real. Manifest <laughs> it, talk about it. And make it into existence. If you talk about how much you love a product, the technology like ours or, or managers at different companies will likely have a better chance of seeing it. Use the hashtags, engage with it, 
if you want to be a part of uh, a certain culture or a certain you know community, uh, you just got to get to live it. And that goes that's that's so true because I feel like um, just lately for a lot of the br- different consumer brands I follow, they've all been really pushing and utilizing UGC more, and they've all been kind of saying that they really want to push that more compared to the typical like stock images or whatever that people might see. So that's so true that using like tagging, using the hashtags, like I feel like within just the how many days we're into the year, like I've seen that I've seen more and more brands actually be like, Oh, what do you actually guys want to see here? When people are tagging, they're like immediately putting in their stories, immediately doing that and contacting them to do stuff. Like it's not because a lot of times people feel like, Oh, like, yeah, I could tag um, Oatly, for this like campaign, but they're not going to reach out to me. So there's like no point, but like a lot of these brands have made that their mission to be like, no, we're looking for those creators that like talk about our brand, talk about our products in a organic, authentic way where it doesn't seem like, where it doesn't seem like fake or they're just trying to do it to get a check or whatever. If you're nano, if you're on the, if you're, you're hearing this and it's, you have hundreds of followers to low thousands of followers, there is a, an issue that will always be an issue going forward because of the way people are consuming content is that it requires a refresh. And as we get faster and faster in our consumption, time we spend watching videos, number of platforms we're on, that means we need more content. And these brands, whether they actually use you as a quote unquote creator um, to boost your image name and likeness, you know, to, to the masses, even if that's not the case, your UGC content needs to fill their voids on their on their actual social feeds or their websites or anywhere else they need. Um, and a good portion of our deals beyond just like having a D'Amelio or someone else, you know, with dozens and dozens of creators that might be created for a, a, might do a campaign, is also then take that content and other content that we're not going to focus on to just have that as, uh, you know, the, the thing they put on their feed 24-7. So they don't, they're never going to be... You can't have a situation where they're going to be dark for a week. That, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's death for engagement, especially on these platforms like TikTok. And um, just like out of curiosity, I know like there's the whole big debate where it's like, oh, we're pushing videos. These platforms are pushing videos more and reels compared to like pictures. Like, do you all feel that you're seeing brands kind of like ask for more videos or do you, are you seeing it kind of like half and half? Because I feel like it's we're kind of at like a standstill where we're, we're seeing a mix of more reels and more like TikToks and stuff, but still uh, brands are wanting those like, I don't know, like typical pictures and stuff too. I will say that what they're spending more and more, just literally in our back end of seeing like the dollars for how much they spend on video and promotion of video. Um, we have other different kind of things you can see in the back end of our technology. It's astronomical. It's, it's got, it used to be in 2018 because back when like static images on Instagram was like the thing used to be like 10% video. Now it's like inverted. It's like 90% video. Like it's just brands know that in, cho- in order, we tell them in order for them to, you know, uh, have a game breaker on, um, and on reels or on, you know, on TikTok feed, you got to have a video now. Um, so they, they're either, uh, having, having creators do it, or they're having creators create that content to put on their own feeds and hope that they go viral with their own, you know, like Duolingo has a whole character they did with, um, they put in their office, which is brilliant. Uh, things like that is, is where we're going to see cli- uh, brands keep uh, doubling down on. And then that brings us to another point. Like I know a lot of brands and stuff struggle with uh, trying to get their content like viewed and stuff. Like a lot of times people are like, oh, like my views are down, my algorithm's down, like not- my st- content's not being shown and they think it's just them. But brands go through that same thing too. Do you guys have like relationships with like the different platforms to find like tricks or tips to help get their content in front of the right people 
from a there's, brand side and creator side? Yeah, there's there's nothing you can do uh, to like reach out the platform and they're not going to like, you know, uh, boost something without you paying. The way you boost something is you pay for it. It's basically the paid promotion tags they've built in. Um, you know, Meta's been the best at that and uh, TikTok's doing it now. YouTube's been doing it for years. So if you want to obviously just amplify, you have to pay the piper and, and hit the audiences. Um, there's best practices, uh, which the platforms will give. We've seen it. We have all these campaigns. We know what performs best per vertical and per audience basis. Um, some of it is just old, older, older uh, consumers still like static more than video because they're used to it uh, longer and they're and they might be posting like that way on Facebook. Versus, you know, Gen Z is all not only all, all video; it's all live. There's so much live streaming mm-hmm. happening, multi thousand percent increase in uh, live month over month on these platforms because people are figuring out that's the most engaging way for someone that has almost no following to all of a sudden have thousands of people watching them because of the way the algorithm works. So I would highly recommend any brand or creator video and live. Those are the two things. Those are the, those are the mantra. That's your, that's your vegetables for the next few years. No, that's so true. Cause I feel like, um, like, I feel like tick speaking of like lives, like TikTok and, um, the Twitches and the types of are really like pushing the live content. Like you said, that is true. Like even if you're not a gamer or doing clothes or fashion, which a lot of the lives are used for, like a lot of people are using it to show like demonstrations, stuff like that, especially during, um, during the pandemic where we weren't going out. That was like a big way of us interacting, talking, doing the sessions, kind of like the clubhouse type thing where people could interact more with their users. And I feel like we all thought that was going to die once we, um, started being able to go back outside more, but that trend's still carrying on now. Like that whole live feature is not going away anytime soon. It's another medium to find ways to connect with the community. Uh, and there's a whole economy around people gift each other things or subscribe to people. There's a whole bunch of ways to monetize even without brands or selling products. And then, yeah, it's, it's the review. A creator in a single video or single live can both showcase the efficacy and value of a CPG or beauty or fashion product and then be able to, without friction, sell that to their consumers. And that's what in APAC in, in China, it's 200 billion with a B is live shopping. We're at like hundreds of millions at best across all the different channels and all the different places. So we're in the infancy stages and um, live streaming is the gateway to live shopping. And once people kind of think about by appointment watching on a daily or weekly basis, that's going to lead to them starting to figure out, well, that person I want to be like, or I find that's really smart and knows what fashion I like, I'm going to, I'm going to shop from them. Why would I even go to the mall? Why would I go look on a feed? This person's literally doing a haul every day. I'll just buy things I like. No, those, and it's so funny you mentioned hauls. Like, I don't know what it is, but those like haul PR unboxing types, I could watch you for hours. Like I'll be on YouTube or TikTok, just like watching you be like, Oh, what they get this week, what they get today. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a surprise and delight scenario. It's uh, they get to talk about it. They, they kind of judge it in real time. And yeah, it's, it's, Again, the you know, in, in a weird way where as we get more connected, we get more disconnected. Um, but you find comfort in people, whether they know you or not. You know them. You know what they like and what they uh, what they believe in, uh, and you try to find ways to emulate them. And then, kind of moving into more of um, a different aspect of like what you guys do. Do you is there like a thing that you guys do to like host workshops or something to give tips and stuff to? brands or creators, whether that's like in person or workshops, like online where they can kind of learn more inside of how best to market to creators or how creators can best market themselves to brands. For creators, we have a creator curriculum and sometimes it's sponsored by brands that want to bring in a bunch of creators and, and, and have it do it, or we'll just do it ourselves. At, you know, different, I'm, I'm here in Miami. 
uh, other people here. We're remote first. We're about 300 employees in so LA, New York, et cetera. Um, so we'll have different uh, moments with management companies, with influencers themselves um, to get them, you know, what, what's the, what, you know, I always say, you know, so, uh, for brands, it's the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. So be like, like a doctor. You never want to have a moment that's like page six. So if you're going to curse, if you're going to show uh, nudity, you're going to show anything might be considered above PG. Just know that that is something that may affect whether you get chosen for a campaign. Do you be yourself. But if that, if you're looking to basically, if you were a host on TV, you can't be dropping F-bombs. Same yeah. thing for this. So uh, we provide that to them. And then, yeah, we have an entire center of excellence, we call it, for you know, much of the Fortune 1000s. How do they identify uh, the best way to hit an audience, to pick out which platform to speak on and, and partners to work with, which is the creators, and then measure what is the, 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 what's that waterfall of measurement, that funnel. Um, all, yeah, so bo- on both sides of it, it's trying to kind of marry those two together and giving the creators what they need to be uh, desirable and fit the brands and, and, and know how to also negotiate for best pricing and then vice versa with the brands. You know, what is, what's, what's valuable for you guys? What do you want to go after? Um, it's not about the big names. Well, you can get the rocker or Gal Gadot or anyone from William Morris. That's awesome. But you can also get a lookalike that has a thousand or 10,000 followers. It might be also really helpful. Yes. I feel like a lot of times whenever you go after the, like whatever the, like the big, huge person, it's a lot harder to get a hold of. It's so many hands to go through versus like going through someone that's a little bit smaller. It's a little bit easier. They're a little bit more open to ideas or creative that you're like looking to do. That might be just me, but that's how I always feel whenever, yeah, <laughs> whenever it goes down. The last three or four, I think it's been more than that, but three or four years specifically kind of right before pre-pandemic to, to now, um, the, the, the age of micro, micro macro creators, like they're, they, they want the gig. They want to, they want to over deliver. They have an engaged audience. And again, someone has 200 million followers on Instagram, phenomenal, but maybe only 2 million is going to fit in your 25 to 44 adults in the Midwest with an affinity for DIY. Like that's a very specific audience, which is very standard for most campaigns. And, you know, a rock or a, you know, Ryan Reynolds or otherwise doesn't have that. They're not discounting their, they're not discounting how much they're charging for the rest of their audience that you're hitting, which is great. It's like if you wanted a Super Bowl awareness campaign, tremendous. You want to hit the exact audiences and then drive results. You go with a micro or macro. No, that's no, that's so true. It's so funny that you said that because like a lot of times, like people are like, "Oh, I don't know why they didn't like reach," but I'm like, "Yo, they're trying to reach maybe like stay-at-home cat dads in Nebraska <laughs> and yeah. like your audience that's mostly like teens who are doing like gaming and stuff might not be the best fit." And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like you have to know that a lot of brands are taking that into account where it's like. Will this reach our like? Will this scale this main audience that we're trying to target X Y Z? Yeah, if you want nuns in Dover, Delaware, you shouldn't be going <laughs> to a major celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like for my last question, like, what advice do you have for um, like a creator or brand in, um, that's looking to say like reach for as a brand like reach more of that UGC that's like oh like we want to engage with more of our audience but like. How do we really bring them in aside from just like searching our hashtag? Like, are there any like tips that you think a brand should be doing to really integrate with more creators? Yeah. I mean, first off, uh, try to create a holistic strategy. I mean, there's, there's not just paying celebrities or paying creators. It goes down to any affiliate programs you might want to make. So if you want to drive people to talk about your brand or create some sort of contesting uh, function, all those things have been done over the years to pet with, varying success. 
Um, but yeah, I'd highly recommend commenting on the creators that you like the most, being in their communities, uh, contacting them either directly or through us and finding a way to not just uh, commoditize and pay people in a one-off scenario. Think about what is your strategy for the quarter, for the year, et cetera, um, what's your audience, what my goals are, what my KPIs are, all the usual kind of media stuff. For some reason, over the, <laughs> when we first started this, uh, back in you know, again, 2014 officially, uh, we walk in these rooms and people just lost their minds. They go, well, I'm so used to buying TV and digital and like having these very specific needs I need to get, you know, for audiences and amount of viewership and all that kind of stuff that you expect. But the moment you talk about people, they, they go, well, I, I just like that person or I want them to create exactly this content. Like, well, you would never ask that on a TV commercial spot. You would never... Like the, 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 the inverse nature where they, they, they've always, uh, unfortunately, a lot of brands thought, well, I can just have it from a PR lens. I, while PR is tremendous and it's very valuable for an entire campaign, it's got to be based in media. The same mm-hmm. way you compare to TV, compare to digital, compare to social. If you are making a CPM media buy towards an audience, you use the name, image, and likeness of creators. That is where you're going to see the most results. And comparably, is that channel working really well? And then all the nuance of how do you engage with that creator, make them feel like they're part of the family, give them you know gift boxes and invite them to events and really bring them into the family. So just it's a community. You're building a community. You're, you're, you're both your audience as well as your creators. No, no, that's so true. Like you can't just be like, oh, yeah, I would love to. It's like reach out to them like their emails right there, DM them. Like you don't have to be scared. <laughs> like the most they'll say is no. And then you just move on and like, find another cat dad in Michigan that <laughs> wants to do your campaign. <laughs> exactly. And uh, for my final one, speaking of manifesting out of just curiosity, if you could pick a brand or a type of brand that you'd personally want to do a campaign, a partnership with, like who would you pick? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I, 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 we may have worked with them, so I can't tell if, if that's the case, but uh, uh, I'm a huge hummus fan. So, Come on. <laughs> I, so I would love to do like a, a Sabra hummus like commercial where like uh, I, I get to just get all the free hummus in the world. Maybe that's the time. <laughs> they don't have to pay me. Um, but yeah, I mean, just different pro- it's products I like. Products that I live like everyone has a kitsch. Someone like someone's a dancer, a singer. They love certain foods. Just for me, <laughs> my my uh, escape is watching uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime and uh, eating, eating hummus and chips. Come on. I feel like I, I, sorry, I've been pushing – uh, being an oat milk ambassador, so Oatly, like, <laughs> like let's go. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's like a laner niche that nobody's going after. Like, everybody now has dairy issues, but nobody's tapping into that market. And I'm like, let me, let me, let me be the one that does it first. Like, let me be the Charlie D'Amelio of oat milk. <laughs> the, moment, the moment we get a campaign for them, you're the first call I have. <laughs> Boom. But, but Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us so much advice. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Wow, how great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountville Studios. 
You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 